This is Noah's On. I'm mowing my lawn here on a beautiful Saturday in Springfield, Missouri, and you're listening to the Phil and Reese Podcast. Like I said on the last episode, it's time for a little bit of spoiling. We've got Trey here today. Who He is going to talk to us a little bit about Game of Thrones. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably remember Trey Graham. We interviewed him several episodes ago, and it was a good time, so we brought him back. He was so good, we couldn't keep him away. So, this is your first and last warning that this episode contains a ton of spoilers about the show Game of Thrones. So... If that's not what you're into, if you'd like to avoid that, I'd hit stop right now and just, uh, you know, quit listening. Listen to something else. But if spoilers don't bother you and you're going to stick around, then I hope you enjoy what we have to say and offer about this show that we all seem to love and hate all at the same time. All right, let's get on with it. Well, I'm not sure if if I'm going to have to go back and take that out or not. Because uh, I would probably <laughs> take that out. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops, because I hit record and then and the Trey was ready to go. Just I cut. am a man of my word. We have brought Trey on, which actually I just found. I just looked up a little funny coincidence. Apparently, Reese and I only made it seven uh, recordings in before we got tired of just talking to each other. So we did our first interview, which was with Trey Graham. Check it out. Episode eight interview with Trey Graham. Classic episode. Nice. nice. Great one. Aaron and I, I, I guess, well, not technically Aaron and I have done six and then I did a seventh with Matthew, but only made it seven more episodes before now. Uh, he's now back, back again. Trey. Now we're back to Trey. Nice. You know, I think it's just what, uh, it's what people need. Yes. Yes. That's what we're here for. To please the people. Oh yeah, please the people. Do you feel like your social status has climbed or declined since your first appearance on the show? Um, I would say it's probably uh, declined. (laughs) I probably uh, interact and know less people. I mean, I guess I don't know less, but I interact with you less forcibly people. know fewer people now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have forgotten more people. Uh, yeah, so That's I've okay. moved to Kansas City since then, and now I work at a job where I don't really don't really like talk to my coworkers that much. I mean, like we talk about jobs and they share a little bit, but uh, last time we recorded, yeah, I was in Springfield and I had been at my job for probably a couple of years at that point and so knew everyone. So, I mean, if we're just, my opinion, I've probably declined. So it's probably <laughs> a, <laughs> probably a lesser well, reaction we'll go, now. I don't know if we'll, you know, completely assign that to us, but that's okay. Um, so like I already said at the beginning, you guys couldn't hear it cause it was only in my ears. Sorry. 
um we're having a little bit of a spoiler fest today so i guess Ooh, if, yes. you, if you haven't watched game of thrones and that's something that's important to you download this episode and then delete it download it so that uh you know we get those downloads but then uh um, yeah don't listen because we're gonna not hold anything back and i think that's or, okay right yeah or come back after you finish game of thrones and listen yeah. to the episode that'd be great yeah. that would be yeah. wonderful um so i figured we would <clears throat> obviously be having some amount of just kind of free talk and just letting the conversation flow about whatever we want in terms of game of thrones obviously i have a few specific things so the one of the reasons why just to recap we wanted to do this was because not last week but a couple weeks ago whenever it was um aaron and i talked about movies for a whole episode was it or was it no it was, or was it just tv shows it was tv shows tv shows okay movies it was all sorts of okay visual yeah. media and nice. i kept mentioning that i always appreciate trey's take on movies and tv shows um I think I mentioned specifically, Trey, if you remember that Predator movie we went and saw in Ozark? And Jeez. <laughs> yeah. We come out of the theater and you were like, what'd you think? And I was just said, oh, it was, it was just bad. But then you went on for like 10 minutes, but yeah, the writing was awful. The lighting and the it was, didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, that was truly one of the worst, worst movies I've seen in a while in recent memory. Dang. So bad. It's, yeah, it's rough. I never saw it. So which I, I have tried to i've i realize i'm not a uh a very hard critic when it comes to a lot of things so i've been actively trying to uh be more critical yeah um and and actually challenge myself because most of the time i'm just like yeah that was good yeah i don't <laughs> i mean every movie yeah i like it sounds it was good i enjoyed it <laughs> well we'll give you an opportunity to be to be critical tonight as we talk about game of thrones because i was telling aaron that you were watching it for the first time yes uh, just over like being i'm sure having lots more time quarantine. The rest of us quarantine at home <laughs> so you just watch it for the first time so really quick i'm gonna put you on the spot open mic your just first overall like impressions go um overall impressions is probably uh i think there's a little bit of just like sadness with the show because i feel like at its peak it was like such such a good thing and so i feel like the vast majority of the show was so good but i think unfortunately the way tv shows end like completely uh like dictate mm -hmm. how people feel about them and so it's it's hard to uh like think about how great the show was and then obviously the ending was i would say controversial or like um heavily criticized so it's just like something that was so well done and so well executed like such good acting and and uh I mean, just the whole process was very well done to then end in a way that leaves just like a bad taste in your mouth. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of the overall thing, just more, just more like what a, like, I don't know, just what a tragedy that it, it ended in a way that so many fans were turned off by Disliked it, you know? It. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think I, I like you, uh, Aaron, I don't know if I remember I told you this or not, but Trey had a little group text with a few of us as he was texting us while watching through the show. And okay. you could just tell us it like the, the tone like climbing and then rapidly declining. <laughs> like yeah. when it, whenever you were going through that last season, all everything, I won't say everything, but most things were just very negative. Yeah. Yeah. It's what the way you're describing it, Trey, um, just reminded me of a quote from another great, this is actually a movie, but uh, you uh, either die a hero or live long <laughs> enough to see yourself become the villain. And I think yes. that is, that is the story of uh, the, game of thrones television series mm, yeah absolutely <clears throat> well we'll keep it mostly focused on game of thrones but honestly how many tv shows and you and i kind of touched on this last time aaron but can you think of many tv shows though that go that long that really do like keep it together that whole time and i'm saying that with without much a thought in my own yeah mind. I, I think mean, Breaking I Bad is the first. Yeah. Like, Breaking the first, okay. that's just immediately because okay. I think that um, I mean I I'd have to fact check this, but I would not be surprised if like the writers of Breaking Bad said, "Okay, we have the whole story written out right now. This is how we want it to start. This is how we want we want it to end. Here's what we want to happen in the middle." Whereas Game of Thrones kind of felt like, "Okay, here's how we want it to start. Here's how we want it to end." And then it got like, you know, to season seven, they're like, okay, we actually want to end it now and not, you know, <laughs> yeah. cause I, I think that, um, you know, my thoughts on season eight were that it could have been a good ending, you know, like with Daenerys kind of going crazy and destroying the city and everything like on, like on paper that could have been a good ending, but the fact that they crammed that all into season into one season, it just, it, it didn't make sense, you know? That's what I always said, and I want to hear what, what Trey has to think about this too, because I always felt like after watching season eight, I didn't like it at all, but I remember talking to a lot of people saying, I don't hate what happened. I hate how it happened. I hate how, yeah. f- how fast everything took. I mean, even if you had done, like even four more episodes could have made made a whole difference if you went with a normal 10 like they had been doing if you said okay we have these three episodes that are going to be about the battle of winterfell like they were mm-hmm. these last three episodes that'll be about I, I guess the sacking of king's landing and i guess the propping up of bran which we can ugh, talk about yeah. that a bit too but if you had four more episodes in the middle to get you there like to watch danny um go through these like this change in herself that would really prompt her and have it make a lot more sense that oh i guess it does make sense that you would just burn this entire city down with dragons yeah yeah and i agree because like on paper the way that this like the way everything ended i really wasn't i didn't have like that big of an issue with but it's just how fast they got there Mm -hmm. and and like we didn't have a time to make it like believable or like make it like feel you know feel genuine and real that that these characters had gone through so much then just like were just so different so fast and it's like mm-hmm. they could have gotten there and that's what's crazy and like obviously there's so much behind the scenes that we don't know but it just seems like a show that is like with a budget 
that HBO can provide and like how many viewers and everything they had. It's, it's crazy that they ended it in only six episodes and like, cause it just feels like it could have gone on for a long time. And so it's just like, seems odd that it was just like, they chose to end it in a way that felt like so rushed and so just like abrupt when like, I feel like resources like, were not an issue you know yeah i feel like i, I, I feel like i read somewhere and i don't know if you guys did that hbo basically told them you ha- you have as much money and time as you want i was about to say yes. i like i would not be surprised if the writers said hey we need another like i don't know 10 million dollars for the show they would have said done immediately. yeah just because you know like can you really name any other shows on hbo that have had the influence when you I mean, there's other good shows, but none that even like come close to the influence. Yeah, of Game of I would. Yeah, I would say like maybe The Wire. Yeah. Would be one. Yeah, that'd probably be second um, place. But I feel, I mean, and even that was, I mean, that's a pretty, I mean, considered like an older show now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just with like the budget. But I mean, The Wire is even like realistic stuff. I mean, they don't, they don't have the, they don't need the money to like do all the CGI yeah. dragons and, you know, everything that uh, Game of Thrones needed. Yeah, for sure. I think I remember John Oliver <laughs> making a bunch of jokes af- on last week tonight that after Game of Thrones is over, he's like, well, we're finished. Like, we're going to run yeah. out of money here anytime soon <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's, it's all going downhill from here. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think one of my favorite ones that he made was uh, – like he, he made some he made some comments about his like and HBO is definitely not gonna go downhill and then he had like a really worried look on his face. <laughs> was, I remember the exact words he used, but I just remember that. Yeah. Um, so Trey, I have a question for you now. Um, okay. So earlier you were talking about you know in your overall impressions you were talking about how some of the um, some of like the characters did things that just didn't make sense. Um, so in that light, who do you think had the, like one of the best character arcs and like, who are your least favorite characters? Whose characters got ruined by season eight? Yeah. Um, so I think, I mean, obviously I think Danny Daenerys got kind of ruined in just how fast, uh, she changed. Um, and cause like, honestly, it makes sense. Like yes by whatever like blood right she i mean not really with john but she was technically like she had a claim to the to the throne Mm -hmm. but it's like she was not like part of that world she was not part of westeros and like westeros is all about like families uh and like just these like old um like alliances and treaties and everything. And like her family was essentially like destroyed. And then she came back like thinking that she could just like bring it back to normal. So like it, like her turning mad or whatever makes sense, you know, with like the family history and everything, but it just happened so fast after everything that she'd gone through, like her whole rise of power and like dealing with all, with like the slavers and like uniting the Dothraki and everything. So, like, she'd gone through so much and, like, stayed true to who she was and, like, listened to, like, listened to the counsel of her, uh, like, her, the Hand and Jora and different people, always, like, listening to them and, like, choosing the 
quote unquote right way to go about things. And then all of a sudden she gets there. Still, everyone is telling her the same things. And all of a sudden she's just like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to burn the whole city. And so it just like felt, it just felt like ruined. She was like kind of a good guy for the whole time. And even like the first three episodes of the final season, like when she's helping, she went like, she went to Winterfell to like help. So like, there's like obviously hints that like, okay, she could turn bad because she's going to try and rule everything. But it's like the whole time she's a good guy. And then all of a sudden it's like in like two episodes, it's like, okay, she's like very clearly the villain of this. So I didn't, I just felt like that was just like poor, uh poor writing i guess in the and that's what's hard it's like it's because it necessarily isn't poor writing because that that story could happen we just needed longer we just needed yeah. more time you to, like, more time to get to that it. point yeah, yeah exactly and i think the only thing that i think really um the one arc i didn't like well i loved and then it was ruined was jamie yes i really think jamie had such me. a good arc yeah. Uh, and just how he changed and like finally like left Cersei and like finally like was like vulnerable and like uh, everything that happened with him and Brienne. And then just when one second he's like, okay, never mind, I got to go back to her. And it's yeah. like even that, even that could have been a real thing, like such like a tragic character if it had like taken space over like several episodes of him like really struggling with like you know, feeling this like thing that he's always been, he's always been with Cersei and it's almost like an addiction that that could have been something that could have been like a, a, like a very like tragic, like sad character thing, but it just happened in like one scene where he's just like laying in bed awake and he's like, okay, you know, screw everything I've just like gone through. I'm going to go back to Cersei. Yeah. It's like, man, that's, that's (laughs) frustrating. Yeah. 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 I I think he, Jamie was, yeah, he was definitely my favorite character. Because, um, like, I remember at the very beginning of the show, I hated him so much. He was just a little prick he about everything. He stabbed Ned. <laughs> he, he stabbed Ned. He was yeah. just the worst character. Uh, I mean, he was, not, I guess, not the worst character. He was just not a likable character at the beginning of the show. And then, like, you know, halfway through the show, you kind of start to feel sorry for him just because, like, you know, he's gone through so much stuff. And then, yeah, by season seven... I mean, that last episode of season seven, when he just like walks out on Cersei, it's just like, yeah. no, no, you're not. And, yeah. and she like threatens to kill him. And he says, no, and, you won't. And I, lo- I just loved that. And mm. that fits so perfectly with who he actually was. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause Trey was like, his arc was making total sense. Like I think my favorite scene of the entire series, I really do think probably if I really had to think about it is um, Jamie and Brienne in the bathhouse. That's a great scene. Mm-hmm. You know, right after yeah. Jamie just lost his hand and he's asking her, you know, she's like, people call you Kingslayer. And he's like, look, if, if your king told you to go and kill all these innocent people, would you do it? Would you keep your oath at that point? And I, I remember, I remember sitting there watching and being like, Oh, I kind of understand you now yeah. as, as a yeah. person. And I loved, it. and that then made total sense when, he you know he he's at that point well then he does end up going back to cersei you know helps take high garden and, and all these things in season seven but then kind of reverts back to i feel like that same mindset of the things cersei was asking him to do he was like 
no, like I can't, I can't do that regardless of who you are. And then, yeah, go enough to, to Winterfell. Yeah, but then, yeah, as, Trey, as, as Trey said, yeah. it could have made sense for him to slide back again, but not after 30 seconds. Yeah. Quite literally 30 seconds. I think, so I've actually thought a bit about this. I think the, like one of the best ways or the best way I can think of to like complete Jamie's character arc, just like, you know, we'll forget everything that happened in season eight. We'll just pretend like season seven yeah. just ended. And now we're, we're writing a new season eight would be like if um, at the battle of Winterfell, like Brienne was killed defending Jamie. And then mm. Jamie made his way back with, uh, you know, the John and Danny and company to King's Landing and Jamie was the one to kill Cersei. I think that would yeah. have just that would have been like the completion of the circle of his character arc. Because, yeah. you know, and that would also I kinda echo back to his uh you know, his whole title of King Slayer, except to be Queen Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, and, and like Philip was just saying, you know, would you follow orders if your king told you to kill innocent people? Like yeah. Cersei was asking him to do. Yeah. Yeah. That is, yeah, that that would be good. And then, and like the more I think about it, like there isn't. I like the characters, but when I look at like the full thing, a lot of their arcs, I just like felt like uh, could have been better, I guess. And like Tyrion, I feel like the first maybe like three or four, what, however many seasons up until he kills Tywin. Mm-hmm. He was like amazing. Like I feel like he is like just a, one of the best characters. I like him then, a lot. Yeah. I feel like after he kills his dad, then I just feel like he just like struggles. Like that like he like lost all his skill because like all his uh, advice like going forward, especially mainly once like once Daenerys like sails for Westeros, all his advice. It's just like terrible, and it so just bad. like he just loses like everything, and it's like he was so brilliant, and this character was all about like you know he what like he lacked all this like physical stuff, so he made up for it with his mind, and then like he was still getting beat like on every turn by like his brother and sister who like he had been battling for a long time, so i it just felt like he just kind of uh became worse for like no real reason and i mean obviously like there's a lot of uh emotional trauma obviously you'd go through with like shay and then killing his dad and so it's like but they didn't even like show that so if it if it had been like he'd constantly like been struggling with that and that's why he was like making poor decisions like i could have understand but it just kind of seemed like he just got worse at like plotting and like playing the game Mm -hmm. Let's say there something about him not being in Westeros anymore. Yeah, just kind of dulled his teeth a little bit. Yeah. So he has a couple moments. He has a couple yeah. moments where it's like, oh, this is pretty good. But yeah, no, I agree. And he's still likable. Like I really still liked his character. It just seemed like he just got worse at mm-hmm. what he's good at, and for no real clear reason. Um, did you? So I know you and me are different from Aaron in this thing. Aaron's in the minority. Of, well, Aaron, what, when did you start watching it live? Was it season six, you said? Oh, um, 
I think no, I think it was season seven. Seven? Okay. Because I no, yeah, I remember Kendall told me that like season six was one of the best seasons ever. So yeah, um, so yeah, it, it would have had to have been season okay. seven. It was either the start or somewhere in the middle in season okay. seven. So I mean, you 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 had a little bit more than Trey and I, but I know at least Trey and I both started watching after it. Well, I guess I started watching before eight began but i did not catch up so eight concluded before i i got up to there but did you feel like trey like i know as i did did you feel like there was anything negative um with watching the show after the fact or i guess to be even just more specific were there any big spoilers that that you knew about before you even started the show yeah unfortunately um unfortunately there was like several key things that i knew and that's what uh, kind of while I was watching it, especially seasons like three through six, I was just like, there was a part of me that was like, man, I just wish I had watched this while it aired. Cause there's just something about watching a show like week to week. that just like makes it more special and you just feel more invested. I feel like um, because you just have time to like mm-hmm. talk about and think about the episodes. Uh, and so I unfortunately I knew that so I knew that uh like going into it, I knew John like died at some point but then was obviously brought back somehow I didn't know how and then I knew that uh I knew that Arya killed the Night King and I knew that John killed Danny and then I oh, knew Oh you knew John killed Danny? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so unfortunately that like I was and that's it kind of tainted their whole relationship uh because I just like did because I knew I knew how it ended. I was like, I know that at some point he's gonna have to kill her. Oh, um, yeah. And I knew his I knew his heritage, but that was like before. Uh, I knew that from like some of my friends who read the books like a while ago. Uh, and then I knew that Bran became. I, I thought Bran became like the Lord of Winterfell. I didn't realize he became like the whole King of Westeros. But I knew that he was like. <laughs> I knew he was like appointed like leader at, of something. So the, and that's like, those are some pretty major, yeah, major those plot points of, <laughs> of season eight. And so that was kind of, that was kind of uh, definitely tainted. Um, I think I, I have realized uh, just binging a show is just like completely, completely different experience than like watching it week to week. Cause I, the only show that I've like, consistently well not the only show but one of the shows is walking dead mm-hmm. uh so i watched seasons like one through seven all like week to week and i just like went through so many like ups and downs with that show like really like hating it during different like periods and like really loving it uh, and then eventually it just kind of like fell off like just stopped watching but then i uh this past fall i went back and rewatched all like or all the seasons that are on Netflix, so nine seasons. And I really, like, I remember things that really bothered me, like, didn't bother me. And mm-hmm. it's mainly because I think filler episodes just, like, don't matter as much when you're binge-watching. So if, like, yeah. something doesn't, if, like, an episode is more, like, slow or, like, not a lot happens, it's not that big of a deal because you're just like, okay, well, I'll just hit play on the next episode. Whereas when you're week-to-week, it's like, you've just waited a full week to then have like a disappointing episode and then you have to wait another full week. And that just kind of like 
kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth. And so you can get more frustrated with the show. And so I think, I think that, uh, that was kind of the same with Game of Thrones. Like I, things that I feel like probably would have like really frustrated me or, or like things to get caught up on. I didn't cause I could just like hit the next episode. Um, but then on the negative side, obviously I don't feel like some of the stuff was as impactful because I didn't have, I didn't like, you know, sit with it and like, mm-hmm. you know, think about it a lot. Um, but the only thing I like, I also think just the, I guess time progression in that show is pretty hard to follow sometimes. A lot of um, time passes quickly. Yeah. And they don't really like clarify. It's like, I mean, there's several times it's like months go by and then it's like, but it's just like one scene to the next and they don't really, and you like kind of get a feel like, okay, like they've been here for a while, but just like traveling from like Winterfell to King's Landing that, I mean, that alone is probably takes like, several weeks so it's like anytime anyone like went back and forth i don't know it was just like a long time yeah yeah and it was just kind of hard to follow along sometimes i'd be like this has been several years but i've just been watching this in the past couple weeks so just like i'm not really grasping the sense that like these characters have aged like multiple years yeah during this time period no yeah i mean that was about my experience is if there was a bad episode, it just didn't matter. It's like, well, yeah, hit play, just see what happens next. But yeah, I, 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 I don't want to do that again, though. I know, I know, Aaron and I kind of talked about this last time. I don't want to do that again, or if I, if I can avoid it. You don't want to binge watch a show. Yes, but also like not be behind on yeah huge shows like. Game like it's this has happened to me now with Game of Thrones and Breaking Bad, two very very big mm-hmm. ones, to where it's I don't know it's it's not as enjoyable watching it, I think yeah. as it as it would be. Like I remember I was I think I told Aaron that I was living with two people who they were watching Breaking Bad together week to week to week, while I was just trying to catch up and like they would talk about it all week long you know, what had happened and what they were expecting to happen Mm -hmm. next. I mean, and I've gotten to do that with shows like it'd be more like season to season, but house of cards is one that I followed pretty well from, from the very beginning. And so I was able to actually experience that with people, but, but yeah, just having to watch nine seasons straight of something is one. It's exhausting too. It's just kind of like, well, yeah. And, but unfortunately it's hard to know when those, big shows are gonna be oh, yeah. <laughs> big because sure, it's true. like well, yeah. yeah i don't even think game of thrones really like hit its stride until like seasons like four or five like that was i feel like when it became huge yeah because i remember like back in when i graduated high school one of my friends was like hey there's this new show game of thrones and that was 2011 and then like i didn't really yeah. like hear much of it until like you know at least like two years later when then I really heard people start talking about it. Um, but yeah, that, and that's, what's hard because, and I think one of the biggest things is just part of it is just the experience of like talking with people and like mm-hmm. reading things online of like, all right, what do you think is going to happen next? Or like, can you believe like, just like dissecting everything. And that was, what was frustrating because like, obviously I'm pretty late to the party of like with game of Thrones. So there was like no one else 
watching it with me you know like there was no one else that like I could like share my like first time viewing experience yeah but I actually what a cool thing and this is just kind of like a random note is uh I realized that like podcasts kind of like capture those like first time viewing experiences mm-hmm. so like for season seven and eight I would after each episode I would listen to this podcast binge mode and I would get their like first impressions and that it felt like I was getting to share with someone yeah. else who was also experiencing it for the first time because it's like I was texting you guys but it was like obviously you can't like fully relate to like because not knowing what's happened next yeah. and yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah. and mine was even less than because I did know kind of how things wrapped up at the very end so that was kind of frustrating yeah I was I was just about to say I was telling Aaron before we got on here that I was I've been listening to the Harry Potter binge mode. Yeah. And this is just just another example of this that there's a line in Goblet of Fire when Harry tells Dumbledore like yeah he took my blood and added it to the cauldron to resurrect himself and like there's a line in there that says Dumbledore Harry could have sworn he saw like a flicker of like triumph like flash through Dumbledore's eyes but then before he could really focus in it was gone and he looked the same and the binge mode people were like oh yeah i remember like when this book came out like people talked about that for months and i was like they did <laughs> i don't remember that when i started reading you know i think i think when i started reading harry potter um i think five books were out at mm. that point when i was old enough to really be able to read that much on yeah. my own i think five books were out so yeah there was a bunch of things where it was like I don't remember that being a yeah. a big deal. I kind of remember some of those things from five to six and then six to seven, but mm-hmm. not quite like that though. Yeah. And it, and like, cause I love getting on like Reddit and lo- like looking at like episode discussion posts to like, you know, people just like commenting on things. Cause it's, it's fun to just like, people will like point out things that you didn't notice. Mm-hmm. But when you're just like binging, it's just like, oh yeah, I could like sit here and read about, the episode I just watched or I could just like start on the next one and like continue yeah. the story. So just kind of like that just experience I've is just like, uh, I don't know. It's just like really entertaining and really fun, but also I feel like we're just like losing that because there's just not as many big shows that are coming out week to week. Um, which I think Mandalorian on Disney plus, I feel like they did a good job of like releasing episodes just like yeah. one at a time, kind of getting back to that. Um, kind of yeah getting back that because that's what's hard because there's some there's some shows that i just kind of want to binge through and just want to get the whole story you know like stranger things it's just like every every season i've just sat in like an eight hour period and just like watched the whole show and like that's what i want because it feels like an eight hour movie but with like another show like game of thrones where it takes place over like weeks and months and years like it's better, I feel like, to space it out, to feel like mm-hmm. you're having some time to sit with it. Yeah. I remember being really annoyed before we all met uh, in Kansas City uh, for Christmas that mm. we, me and Reese went over to Alex's house to watch the first episode of The Witcher. And yeah. We had time to watch the first episode, but then Reese and I had to go. We had to get on the road and... I, I just remember it wasn't a big deal. I just remember being kind of annoyed though, that I knew that we were leaving 
and Alec and Tori were like, we're going to watch another episode or two. Yeah. I was like, no, I was like, I want to talk about these things with you. And <laughs> it kind of, it stunk, you know, mm-hmm. but, but they just like everyone else, they released on Netflix. And it's like, boom, here's the eight episodes and cool. It's like, oh, yeah. Okay. I know HBO is good about doing like, you know, the once a week. Cause another yeah. show that, um, that, I, that I was able to kind of um, experience as it came out was True Detective, at least for season three. Oh, yeah. Um, first of all, True Detective season one is a phenomenal season. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an anthology for our listeners that haven't heard of True Detective. It's just like an anthology show, different cast, different story every season about a, about a crime that happens. But, um, but yeah, and, you know, I, I do appreciate that um, – you know, I think Trey, you do make a good point about like the, um, like the filler episodes feel dumber whenever you're watching it week to week. Um, but I think that you know, if as long as the writers do their job and end the show properly, I think it is in the end like more satisfying to do it uh, week yeah. to week than to binge it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then so you mentioned like, uh, I mean that quote, "You live long enough to either." die hero or become a villain yeah yeah and i feel like yeah i feel like breaking bad is kind of like the pinnacle of like a show that has ended well yeah and like everyone because like i feel like it's everyone talks about that show in just like a high regard and i just feel like there's a lot of shows that have gone on for too long Mm -hmm. and just like not been and one interesting one is like the walking dead everyone like hated seven like season seven and eight but they just like kept going and then like nine seasons nine and ten have like gotten like better reviews like nowhere close to like what it was during it used to be but it's like it's almost like or you can just like stick around long enough to where it eventually you get like brand new show director and new writers and it starts to come better and so it's like yeah i don't know at some point you just kind of have to like choose to end i remember back way back I i think it was when they were in season five or six someone come out and say oh yeah we have content planned for like 20 seasons like yeah. how <laughs> that's that is too much yeah it's yeah i think much. you know part of being you know first of all writers do amazing work and uh when I mean, they can do amazing work um but i think like a mark of a truly good writer is knowing when to stop um mm-hmm. you know and i think that yeah like the writers of breaking bad did an excellent job at you know ending it because ending a show I've never ended a show before, but I can only imagine it's difficult. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, I, I heard that the reason that Game of Thrones ended so abruptly was because the writers were getting bored with it. And mm. that's that's just kind of, that kind of puts a stink on your reputation with the fans. Um, yeah. There's a whole community on Reddit called r slash free folk. Um, yeah. <laughs> have you been there, Trey? Yeah, I've seen <laughs> yes. that. That's so, so and their one of their favorite pastimes is hating on the writers of game of thrones because it's like Mm. they the only reason the show had a horrible ending was because the writers got bored and that's like no excuse yeah you know and that's what's crazy because it's like i remember because i had a lot of friends who like watched it and it was like i mean i think there was a full year between like season seven and season eight it was a long time it was yeah i don't remember how long and I, i just feel like i don't know I feel like, I mean, obviously it's easy to say like sitting from our position of like, you owe us like to do this. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, I mean, we have no idea, but it's like, I feel like when you create something, 
that connects with so many people like then you like I don't know you have like a responsibility like if you're like burned out or tired like then like take a break like yeah do like find a new bring in new people or like do something yeah but don't just like don't just like be selfish and be like okay well I'm getting bored and obviously yeah like I said that's easy to say and same with like the cast and crew I'm sure that like I mean they'd been working on it for a decade yeah and so I'm sure like at some point it became just like a monotonous job yeah it's it's got to be hard it's yeah I'm sure it's monotonous but I mean it uh I think it's it's just it's proof that like say Aaron you, you said I can't remember if you said this or maybe you didn't but that clearly they knew how they wanted to begin and end it. I don't think they knew how they wanted to end it because yeah. everything yeah. points to them not wanting to. Sapkowski had this great quote and I, I love Sapkowski he's the writer of the Witcher books where he was kind of roasting on Martin where he was saying look don't don't compare me to martin he's like he has no idea how he wants to end his story he's like like clearly it's taking him so long to write it he's like the moment he's he said the moment i started writing about Geralt, i knew how i wanted the story to end he was like i guarantee the moment that tolkien started writing about bilbo he knew how he wanted the story to end you know so having like this clear picture in front of you okay but now how do i go from beginning to end and I guess that's probably not fair because Martin probably has a, an idea in his mind of how he wanted to, how he wants to end the story. And maybe he's just a slow writer, but at least the show writers, it feels like, it feels like um, they said, okay, we know how it begins because Martin wrote it and we know that John dies because that's where Martin has gotten to at this point. Mm. And they got all the way to that point and they're like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. We need more. And I think they did they did a decent job going off book because yeah. so I even remember thinking after season like when I started season six kind of going through it, I could almost tell like a shift in the storytelling style. Like one one of the one of the things I actually liked about uh the story when they were, you know, basing it off the books was like characters would just die. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh you're at you're at Rob's uh, you're at the wedding and then all of a sudden Rob just gets killed. Rob and everybody get killed. And it's just, I, nobody was really expecting that. And you know, yeah. that was, you know, it sucked because Rob was an amazing character, but you know, I still appreciated that, um, you know, Martin stayed true to his, uh, the world he established, I guess, you know, um, there was a video I think that I watched that kind of compared the world of Game of Thrones versus the world of Lord of the Rings, because those are kind of the two that get compared all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, Martin does a really good job at establishing that this world of Westeros is not the same as the world of Middle-earth, where Middle-earth, you know, you can go and have fun adventures with magical characters, and sure, there's some bad guys, but everyone knows that the good guys will win in the end. And then game and Westeros is just like, no, you could you could get shot by bandits tomorrow. Nobody knows what's going to yeah. happen. But um, all that to say, uh, yeah, I noticed like a change in the writing, but I think they still did a good job with season six and season seven. Um, yeah. It was, I think it was just season eight. They kind of actually looked it up, kind of going back to the the gap. There was almost a two-year gap between season seven and season eight. Jeez. Yeah, really? it was. Yeah, August of 2017 was season seven finale, and then April of 2018 or 19, excuse me, 2019 was season eight. That's so, crazy. I remember, so yeah, 
I know we've done our part of defending the statute of, of spoilers by announcing at the beginning of the show. Just really quick story. It has to do with Game of Thrones. I can't stand people you know who, who just don't who don't respect that so one of the things that i knew i didn't know it was going to be aria but i knew that the night king was going to die at the end of episode three because oh i was so angry it's the day it's the month or i guess monday yeah because it was coming out on sundays wasn't it yeah they released yeah. sunday nights so yeah. it was the next day at school i'm sitting in the teacher workroom having lunch and Everyone, not everyone, but a bunch of people come in, and there's two people I knew were going to start talking about Game of Thrones, and I then proceeded to remind them for the third time in the last three weeks that, hey, I get it, you want to talk about it, could you do it quietly, or not at all, please? Or if you want, I'll even leave. Like I don't, I don't mind. Like I don't want to hear about stuff because I'm still yeah. trying to catch up and and watch the show, and I'm I'm in season seven, I'm almost there. And one of the coworkers like, no, 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 don't worry. Like we won't, we won't spoil anything. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> Without skipping a beat, immediately turns to the person. who's like, I mean, I just can't believe that, you know, they've been building up this bad guy for that long. Like this great, like mysterious, like ice dude. And then they just kill him like that. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with you? What other <laughs> mysterious ice dude? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just like, what is actually wrong with you? Is it yeah. it's not a spoiler? Yes, it is. It's like, I obviously know you're talking about the Night King. Oh, my yeah. bad. Yeah. Come geez. on, dude. Okay. Night King's death was bullcrap. That was, that was big. pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah I, but I think the, the Night King should have died. Like, that should have been the climax of the whole show was the Night King's death because I think the whole point they were building up to was the fight against the Night King is bigger than, you know, all of their their petty kingdoms. Well, yeah, then, then they but, should have sacked King's Landing first. Yes, yeah, I think... So I think they should have, like... So I think they should have lost the Battle of Winterfell and then, like, only the main character should have made it to King's Landing and then Cersei would have been like, ah, you guys got killed by the dead people. You're you're bad. And then then there's the battle of King's Landing between the living and the dead. And that would have been like the big the big boy battle. But but that's just me. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it did it did seem like we had I don't know, like you spent so much time like, oh, the White Walkers, they're coming. And then it was just like one one episode. Yeah. And like we don't like the Night King also didn't even like fight. Like he like, I mean, rode around the dragons, but then like we never saw him like really be powerful. Besides, just like obviously raising up the dead people. And I really didn't mind. Like I didn't mind that it was Arya that killed him. I don't know I who I, that either. I don't really know like who else I would have like wanted. Uh, I mean, like obviously John seems like the obvious choice, but that. It almost seems like too. We'll get to John. Cliche. <laughs> Not sitting on his throne. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I didn't. I didn't necessarily. And that's another thing. Like on paper, yeah, I didn't necessarily mind that Arya was the one that killed him. It was more just like we it, we should have had more time with him, like like learning about the Night King or you like should have let understanding him, him. You should have let him do something like again if we had. Let's pretend we had 10 episodes to work with. You know, episode three ends with, like maybe combining with something Aaron said, episode three ends with the Night King shows up and he kills Brienne. 
you know, in front of Jamie or something like that. And the episode ends like that, you know, something like that to, to make it more impactful. Even if you make it still end the exact same way, Arya runs up behind him and stabs him and he dies. Like, mm-hmm. but even, even just giving him like more weight to what he, what he was there and doing. Cause I mean, it's also yeah. like, I, I, remember, I remember Alec, I think like the night before, uh, episode three was supposed to come up. He's like, and he was actually good about not spoiling. He's like, I'm not spoiling at all. He's like, but I'm worried about tonight <laughs> or like tomorrow night. He's like, I think we're going to, I think we're going to lose a lot of people. And then you lost, you lose Jorah. Yeah. That's it. Who should have died a long time ago. Like, and I, I, I stood, I have stood by this since like season six, like when he got that like rock disease or whatever, yeah. like that should have killed him. You know, I mean, it would have if not for Sam. That's true. Okay, <sighs> Samwell is—he's so great. <laughs> yeah, but, but but yeah, no, I I don't I think Jorah should have died like mid or mid series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he definitely kept coming back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, and just there just seemed to be a lot of like stuff that we were just supposed to like accept like the night king comes and then in the last like moment the night before brand's like oh he's coming for me because i'm the three-eyed raven and everyone's Mm -hmm. like okay sweet sounds good and it's like no one even knows who that like it's like they just don't even care about explaining to us like okay like why is the night king trying to kill the three-eyed raven where yeah. does the three-eyed raven even come like what is the I'm, history there and why I'm is half, everyone just I'm halfway so willing through season seven for a second time and i still yeah. don't i still yeah. don't get it like why does this matter <laughs> yeah yeah i and think that, go ahead or the, that's what uh i was talking to cody my brother afterwards and Shout he just cody graham friend of he, the show yeah. <laughs> he was saying like a bunch of the things that like i was texting about like oh man this just happened it, it just reminded him so much of like oh yeah and then nothing ever becomes of that and it's like yeah oh wow Arya just learned how to wear faces yeah she uses it once and then never it just doesn't matter and it's like all this stuff it's like oh wow this is really cool i bet this plays a big deal nope you just nope. we just won't talk about it again and it's like yeah. that's just frustrating yeah and i th- i think what i was gonna say was i think that goes back to um to like shifting from going on book to off book uh you know the change in writing style where martin he would you know i feel like whenever he eventually finishes uh his books he's gonna he will like have a reason for like that horn that samuel found you know randomly uh yeah. you know or you know he will let Arya use her um her face changing abilities for a much more significant way than just murdering all the phrase i uh, hope you know i i have this feeling i watched this interview with him i have a feeling that there's going to be something he's going to do in the books it's going to be a big just dump on the show something drastically different because he he sat there on this interview and he was like because they were they were asking him is it difficult having watching like this show adaptation do you feel bound to it and he was like no he's like they're telling a story i'm telling a story he's like yes they're the same he's like but i'm gonna tell it differently and they can tell it how they want that's that's fine with me it's almost like it, it felt like him basically saying 
Yeah, no, I'm going to do a bunch of things different. Like, I don't know, maybe put someone on the throne who actually belongs there. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Yeah, I do. I kind of feel bad for, like, I just can't see how you would be motivated to finish the story. Because I feel like when he, what is there, five books out right now? Um, Four or five? I, I think something like that. Yeah. We have well, I feel like I when this. he is writing those, you know, each book is coming out. And I just feel like you get a lot of like, you know, fan, like fans, just like fans follow the book. So they're like obviously going to read the next one. But now you have so many people who have learned of Game of Thrones through the show and now have like maybe gone back and read it and are expecting. Like, I just feel like there's so much expectation. And so it's just like, I just can't imagine feeling motivated to write something, knowing that there's just going to be so much like controversy. Like so many people are going to hate it. So many people are going to like love it, but it's just like, it's almost like you just, you know, it's going to cause just like fighting, you know? And I just can't see how that would be motivating to want to like, yeah, do that. It looks like there's five out right now and there's, two more that are confirmed yeah, winds of winter and a dream of spring but mm. there's not much else yeah and i did i i did see something i read that he was like you know there there are several people like several like theories of how it ends that have like guessed it correctly and it's like at I that heard, point he's yeah. like do i just continue do i just do it the way that i already planned or like well, do i try and change it Looking at this, I didn't realize it was this old. Uh, a Game of Thrones came out in '96. Yeah, I knew. Clash of Kings was '98. Uh, a Storm of Swords was 2000. Um, and then A Feast for Crows 2005. And then A Dance of the Dragons it was 2011. So the fifth book came out in 2011, about I guess when the show was starting. Yeah. And I, that confirms, I guess, I heard a rumor that he basically gave permission to the writers to start working on the show because they were able to guess who John's parents were. Yeah. Hmm. I, I get, like, I think I the, I, I've, I've heard that. I think I read that as well, which that was another big, that was like, uh, I remember even before, I don't know, like early on, cause I read the books. I read the first three, I think three or four back in like 2014 and I just remember like talking with like other book readers and like looking up people had already like guessed that like R and L equals J and like Rhaegar and Lyanna equals John. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that was like, I already knew. And so it never felt like a mystery. Like there was never a point where I was like, Oh man, who is John's like mom? Or like, and does that matter? And so I feel like that w- should have been like, a, I wish that would have been like a more impactful thing for me. Yeah. And, so, and I don't know if you guys like knew that go like as the show was going on. I didn't know. Aaron didn't. I told him that that was one of it was a half spoiler that I knew going yeah. into the show. I knew that there was something special with his lineage that made him an heir to the throne. I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't know what it was though. But again, I probably was in season three or four by the time I guessed. I was like, okay, the only way that this makes sense that would make give him a claim on the throne is he's either like he's either a son of Bobby B you know or he's yeah. or he's somehow a Targaryen yeah. yeah you know i had one and a half spoilers as well going into the show 
uh, I knew Ned Stark died. Oh yeah, um, I knew that too. I feel like that's that's like the staple spoiler that just everybody mm-hmm. knows. But uh, yeah. but the half one was, uh, and I was I was also telling Bill this before you got on Trey, um, was that uh, I knew that John like something crazy happened to John. Uh, uh, yeah. So because I remember seeing the promos for season six while I was still watching like catching up, you know, I was in season mm. two or wherever. And I was like, okay, so it's showing John with like, you know, all these blood drops on his face. So like he probably yeah. comes back to life. So he probably dies at some point. And so <laughs> yeah. I remember when I got like, I never forgot that. And so when I got to the last episode of season five, I was like, John's going to die at the end. And yeah. <laughs> sure enough, he did. And I was like, well, <laughs> he's just going to come back. But yeah, but I mean, but I didn't mind that all too much. Cause like, you know, I think that made sense for mm-hmm who's John, you know, who John's parents were. So, mm. and I did like, and that's, that's the kind of thing I knew that John mm-hmm. died at some point and came back, the, but I didn't know when. So like, yeah. it did still catch me off guard. That was like, Oh crap. Like they're all like stabbing him right now. But then like after the initial, like, Oh, this is happening. And then it was like, okay, well I know this is when, when that thing I've known about this whole time happens <laughs> and he'll be okay. <laughs> but it, it is, there was several things, several of the things that I knew did happen. I just didn't know when they would take place. And so that was, that kind of is like good and bad, because Jack, you're waiting for it, but just like not knowing when to expect it. Yeah, yeah. All right, how about some, uh, how about some fun questions as okay. we start to wrap up? All, All right, Trey. Who does, uh, what house does House Graham, Trey of House Graham, who are you, uh, what house would you be a bannerman for? Or would you be your own great house? Um, you know, I'd probably, uh, I'm a sworn bannerman to the Starks, <laughs> uh, to the King of the North, but, uh, you know, King one day I, I hope to have a, have a, have a great house, you know, I first have to, you know, get some heirs. Um, yeah, it's, it's just hard not to, you know, like the Starks. Oh yeah. Okay. And, uh, just side question to go along with it, to, conf- to either confirm or deny one of my own suspicions. Um, what a Hogwarts house are you? Uh, I am a Hufflepuff. Oh, okay. I was a I was a Ravenclaw the very first time I took it, and then later I took it, and I was a, Ra- okay. a Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. I feel like I am a Gryffindor. Of really? course. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <Of course>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's it's that right there it makes me so mad because I talked to a whole are. bunch of other people who who they would get Gryffindor, but then they would also get House Stark if they took a quiz for Game of Thrones. And I always thought there was correlation, but I feel like I always get crap for oh you House Stark just because <laughs> it's the favorite one. No, yeah. it's what the freaking quiz told me I was. Well, Sorry. I think I took a quiz and I got House Targaryen. But, I haven't taken the quiz in so long. Maybe I'll have to take it. Yeah, you might have to. And then I'll, I'll have to announce next episode what I get. But yeah. <laughs> Stark Stark is a good one though, because they're just they're loyal. They're they're honorable. Yeah, and it kind of I mean just like the whole story just kind of. I mean, obviously the the one thing about Game of Thrones that I really like is that no one is truly the good guy. Everyone is just like their own good guy. Everyone's trying to survive themselves, but like clearly the Starks are kind of painted as the good guys in the story. Yeah. 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 Well, they're the, they're really the only ones. 
I mean, and I think what I think I think Ned's death gets more impactful um, later in the show when you realize that man, he really was truly one of the only honorable people mm. like in in this whole freaking continent. And yeah. they just, and they just kill him. And then he dies. And then yeah. he dies. You know, and Rob was pretty close as well. But even Rob, like you could sit there and say, like, okay, but you, you made some pretty tough decisions that he did. Uh, yeah, that that you could really attest to why you, your whole family then got decimated. You know, and Arya was Arya. Sansa had her issues. I guess I guess really Bran that might be that might be the only reason to defend why Bran gets to sit on the throne at the end. But the three-eyed really, raven reason is, is like a much bigger reason to not give him the throne. Yeah. I know, but I'm at least just as a character, <laughs> as a person, I guess he would make, be the only one that would make sense. But then that's, but that's why it should be John because any every reason that you would say, oh well, Bran, he never did anything dishonorable or bad. Well, neither did John. Like, and, yeah. Well, he broke his vows to he, the Night's Watch, so you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> His watch has ended, Trey. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, and that's another thing. Obviously, Bran getting, like, selected as a king just feels dumb. But at the same time, like, on paper, wouldn't you want the one person who can, like, see the whole past and maybe the future? I don't really know his powers. You'd at least want him on the council, at least. Or, yeah. like, up yeah. there somewhere helping. And yeah, so, but... The thing about the whole, you know, the three-eyed raven is he doesn't really care about the politics of Westeros. Yeah. So, it, like, he, you know, if we were staying true to Bran's character, they would offer him the throne and he would just say, nope, good. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's what, when when they, like, offered it to him, he was like, why do you think I came all the way down here? And it's like, so did what? you know this was happening? Like, that's what's, like, confusing. It's like, what even are you? Like, can you see the future or are you just like history books? I think yeah. it just also goes <laughs> to just back with the writing that you didn't do enough to make me really like Brand. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you did more, then I'd probably, then honestly, I'd probably be okay with it. I, I don't know. It's, I'm trying to think of, of an equivalent in like maybe a similar show, but I don't know. Like, it's. I can't. He's, I was trying to. Very I, I, was, relatable I, was, character. I was desperately trying to think of a, of a good Lord of the Rings reference, but then every character is coming. I was like, no, that person's awesome. Like everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's perfect. <laughs> yeah, and I think it really. I think it really just changed. I mean, at least for me, it changed once he met the Three Eyed Raven. Because yeah. everything leading up to that, he was still like, he was still relatable, and then he became something that we never got a clear understanding what he was. Yeah. So then he was just weird. And it was like, you're not giving me any explanation as to what you can do or what you are. Yeah. He almost like lost his humanity. Like I remember yeah. I was talking to one of my, um, one of my friends from school and he just said like, he hated brand just because of how emotionless he was. And like, that's, yeah. that's exactly. And so, you know, you can't have a good character, at least a good human character without emotions. So, yeah. So, I would yeah. have rather seen, I would have rather seen Sansa on the iron throne honestly Bran. i think sansa yeah. would have would not have been a bad choice i don't know who my first choice would i be. i mean i honestly really liked her approach of you know we're go we're going home and the north yeah. is just going to be the north and leave us alone and i kind of like that <laughs> yeah. you know after all yeah. but if if you if we're looking at the the pool of available candidates <laughs> in the show 
if you're not going to give it to John because, oh, that'd be too obvious. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's it's obvious for a reason. <laughs> we knew from yeah. we knew four <laughs> seconds in that Aragorn was going to be king. Like, yeah. And, and no one hated yeah. that. Yeah. No one. We I think all Tormund should have been king. Who? Tormund. 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 <laughs> you know he's, he's science band. You no, know, his actor. He's uh, filming. I can't remember what character, but he's going to be in the Witcher show, and I'm so Ooh. so yeah. I don't watch yeah. that. Yes, you do. Yeah. Very good. <laughs> but no, like anyone but Bran. I bet. Yeah. Tyrion. Tyrion. Tyrion would have been a good choice, although. You know, with him being a Lannister, I doubt that would have been very appealing to at least the other characters. In yeah. So Trey, who won the game? Who won the Game of Thrones? You can be as blunt I, or philosophical as you want. I mean, I honestly, I feel like I kind of feel like Tyrion won because I feel like he constantly stayed in the game which is which he like admitted is something he like loved he loved playing the game and then at the end he gets to be hand of the king which, and, throughout, which i would argue throughout not to interrupt but throughout the entire show i don't know if anyone was more influential yeah and he, especially with bran being what he is it is going to be Tyrion running most things so I just feel like he it, it's hard to say he didn't lose a lot because like he obviously like lost his whole family and like and he like lost friends and everything, but he like constantly was like making decisions and like constantly like he was constantly playing the game and ended up where he kind of always wanted to be, which is like right in the thick of it and like leading stuff and so i just feel like he he won i feel like everyone else kind of like there's parts that they didn't i don't know like they ended up not wanting to do something or like being forced to do something so i just kind of feel like he i don't want to say got off easy but like he just kind of got what what he wanted yeah yeah i would argue that there's not many points where he's not wielding power like maybe mm-hmm. the maybe the moment from killing Tywin to linking up with Danny, that might be like the only period in the entire series where he is not wielding some amount of authority. Yeah. Power, where everyone else kind of comes and goes. Yeah. You know, like drastic. And that's that's what maybe I think he was the I, I liked him the most when like the odds were against him. Like when he was like the underdog and even yeah. when he was like hand of the King to Joffrey, it was like still like everyone knew that Joffrey wasn't really the, like the one in charge. It was like Cersei running things. So it was like, he was constantly against everything. But then when he went and was with Danny, Danny kind of had the upper hand. So he was no longer necessarily the underdog. Yeah. And I feel like that's when he started like being Not bad as well. at making decisions. I, I did really like, cause I just watched this episode, I think either today or the other day, but uh, when John and, and uh, Sir Davos show up to Dragonstone and they start talking about, 
well, maybe we should just go and take, like, you can go and take King's Landing right now. And Davos was like, shoot, like, we almost took King's Landing and we didn't have three dragons. Yeah. And, and Tyrion's only response is, almost. <laughs> I was like, I <laughs> yeah. love, I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Man. He's good. I like Davos. Davos is, yeah. he is enjoyable. Well, is that the outro music? It's not the outro music. I was, about, I was about to say that. I was checking my headphone. No, I was just going to say, I, get, I was trying to decide if I wanted to end it with uh, that question of who won the game or just ask Trey again, like where, where game, I, I will. Where, where does this rank and with like some of your other favorite shows and what shows would you um, recommend before it? Hmm. I so I I'm pretty notoriously bad at actually finishing shows. I start a lot of shows and just like I'll watch like a season yeah. or two and then just like never. Um, so I have like watched the entirety. It's it's hard. I truly believe that if I had watched it while it was airing, it would have been like one of my like top five favorite shows. Yeah. Um, I still think it's like probably top ten, just because it's yeah. like it's just so well done. And it's just like cool. It's like if you take away the last season, it's just a cool show. And like, there's just so many elements that like are uh, just like right up my alley with like fantasy mm-hmm. and kind of like medieval. And uh, so yeah, I think it it ranks high, um, but it kind of kind of a it's similar which there's no, definitely not comparing these two but how i met your mother used to be one of my favorite shows and like i i'd watched like the first several seasons like i don't remember how many but i'd watched like up until the last season like multiple times mm-hmm. through and then i watched the last season and i hated how they ended the show and i've never gone i've like never watched an episode since and like you and I, talk I about just like season so much. Yeah, I just like don't like talking about it. It's like not even enjoyable to talk about. And I've almost like kind of just like forgotten it. And so I'm like wondering, I'm like, will I ever like go back and watch Game of Thrones? Like, and I don't know if I will. Like, obviously, I just finished it, so it's still really fresh, but it's just like it, it's hard to have it. It's hard to think, like, yeah, this will be a show that I'll go back just because the ending just kind of was like. And that just sucks that that's how it ended. So, I mean, I definitely would still recommend it to people who, you know, like the, uh, you know, fantasy um, mm-hmm. shows. Um, but I don't know. I'm trying to think of shows. I mean, obviously, we've already mentioned Breaking Bad. Um, I like a lot of, like, crappy shows, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, I have a, I have a pretty... I don't know, like those Netflix shows that like, like teen, like a bunch of teens, I don't know, like the society. It's like, they're so dumb, but yeah. for some oh, reason yeah, I yeah. just like eat it up. <laughs> um, so it's hard to, I don't feel like I have a great, <laughs> a great uh, recommendation. But that's okay. I'm, I'm currently watching The Outer cool. Banks Oh yeah. on Netflix. It's not bad. Okay. I'm almost done with it. You should watch Community on Netflix. I have actually wanted to. It's uh, I've, my I've favorite like, sitcom. Really? I've seen like yes. the first, maybe the first half of season one. And it's really good. Yeah. And I like seeing clips 
but I've, I've heard that's really good. I'm glad it's on Netflix now. Um, well, Trey of House Graham, thank first you. First of my name. First of your name. <laughs> as far as you You're know. the Andals. <laughs> yeah, <I guess laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> thank you, Trey. Um, hopefully, as long as it's about 8 o'clock right now as we're recording this, and if I bust my butt and get this out, this will actually be, as Aaron very smartly pointed out to me before we get on here, this will be coming out on the one-year anniversary of season eight finishing. So, wow. a mediocre podcast putting yeah. out its next episode <laughs> one year after yes. a great nice. show's mediocre end. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you guys for having me. Thank yes. you. Thank you, Trey. I encourage next you to continue the good work. Next week, we have an old friend coming back. It's going to be Ooh. great. I won't say any more. Nice. But it's it's going to be fantastic. Can't wait. So, tune in next week, just like how you have to tune in next week for Game of Thrones. That's right. Yeah. Tune in next week for Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. This was fun. All right. All right. Peace. Bye. Bye.